TGV is known for featuring heroes from all walks of life and today we are presenting another hero Hemalata Rao In today's episode we will uncover the story of unbreakable resilience triumphing over adversity and building a successful career This episode can explore the inspiring journey of the women leader delving into her experiences of overcoming health challenges pursuing education establishing her own company and thriving in her career despite various setbacks and this episode will serve as a source of inspiration and motivation for those who may be facing their own challenges emphasizing the importance of resilience and a positive mindset in achieving personal and professional success before we begin our conversation with Hemalata Rao here is a surprise element in the form of a first rapid fire round Hemalata I'm going to formally introduce you to the show but before that let us begin a small rapid fire round I'm going to randomly mention a few words and whatever thing that comes to your mind first without thinking much you can share them in the form of a word or a sentence are you ready for it yeah definitely <laughs> okay let's get started like here challenges okay super here comes <laughs> okay. the first question Uh, curious yeah cat <laughs> invention myself reinventing myself yeah super future wonderful bright book a good uh, stress buster mm-hmm. movie movie enjoyment fun food food my life <laughs> <laughs> place place the uh, seaside mhm and place is home okay home. okay yeah. got it and then uh, name hema <laughs> animal <laughs> lion last one is the world it's a beautiful place being uh, you know misled i think <laughs> mm, yeah all right yeah that was a fantastic uh, first rapid fire round and thank you for actively participating yeah. in it and uh, folks you have yeah. tuned into the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future i'm your host navin samala a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a beautiful place to live through the guiding voice we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career thank you so much for tuning in and hemlata hearty welcome to the guiding voice and thank you so much for being part of the journey and before we get into our conversation i would like to Uh, thank Kavita Garla once again for introducing us, and uh, it's been wonderful talking to you. And I'm super excited to have you as a guest on the Guiding Voice. Thank you so much, Navin, for inviting me. I should thank Kavita as well. She's been a very good friend of mine and an excellent uh, human being. Uh, I'm honored. I'm honored to be on your shows. I've watched your podcast, and my God, you've done an excellent job, great job, and so many different people, vibrant. Yeah. amazing people yeah thank you it's all my own effort of making this world a beautiful place by featuring unsung heroes like you and uh, congratulations to you yeah thank you thank you so much let's uh, get started so maybe you can yeah. take us through your journey of overcoming multiple health challenges and how they impacted your outlook on life and career well uh, to be very frank i had a very good childhood uh but at the age of 3 uh, i was diagnosed with a cardiac condition which is called uh, pda it's called patent ductus aortiosus which in a common man's term it is a hole in the heart so i was operated for that at the age of 3 uh 
uh, and after that my milestones were quite normal as a child during my school and everything but when i reached my 8th or 9th grade i started feeling breathless and i couldn't uh, you know cycle up hill and i used to faint when i used to cycle up hill and or climb the stairs so that's when we went back to my cardiologist that was dr kn cheryan that time so when we went to them they again did all the tests and they diagnosed that i had something called pulmonary hypertension which is a devastating disease actually oh and mm. it's not very common it's pretty rare not many are aware of it uh, that actually uh, affects the uh, what happens is the pressure builds up in the lungs mm. usually the normal blood pressure for a human being is as you know it is 120 80 but there is a separate pressure only in the lungs which is about between 25 to 35 mm of hg but for me it was equal to my blood pressure that was it was almost 110 mg so which was four times the pressure so what happens is when there is so much of pressure on in the lungs it directly affects the heart functioning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so slowly my heart started you know bulging and it got dilated and uh, slowly it started getting weak but mm-hmm. i was managed with medication and somehow managed everything managed to do my schooling and graduation i did my psc and after that uh, it was pretty difficult you know going to college and all climbing if the classes were on the second or third floor i couldn't manage it so you most of the time i would miss the first uh, you know first classes you know beginning classes because the moment i used to climb up i used to go blue and uh, there was not enough oxygen supply to my brain so i used to uh, faint and all those things and uh, somehow i managed uh, all those things uh, and luckily i passed all the classes <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and graduated and after that i started looking for a job i did my masters diploma in software engineering from aptech and through that i got a job at sony india software mm-hmm. center as an uh, software engineer assistant software engineer and i worked there for almost 2 years uh, it was in itpl you know that time Yeah I am talking about 98 99 so beginning mm-hmm. of software industry in in, in mm. Bangalore yeah yeah <laughs> so i had to travel 30 kilometers that time i used mm. to stay in kasanpuri uh, mm. heart of bangalore yeah so almost 30 kilometers by bus and i guess all those but i enjoyed my work uh, it mm. was pretty challenging the, the beginning of software and had a very good time uh, but uh, maybe I, because of that sedentary life for two years uh, i got another problem called pulmonary embolism where you know a lot of blood starts tend to clot in your lungs and so mm. my breathlessness went to heights and i just couldn't uh, breathe absolutely one fine day so when i was admitted the doctor said i have to be on oxygen throughout my life and i cannot pursue my uh, career any further Mm-hmm. I, it, I, it was difficult for me to even walk within the house mm-hmm. so i was hooked on to oxygen almost 24 hours and uh, even eating everything was a problem because any extra stress like eating or walking could ca- cause a lot of stress on my heart and that would pump less and i would go blue you know all this were happening but then i didn't give up i slowly started my yoga and uh, you know other acupressure and those things really helped me and slowly i came back to my normal self you know like i was able to i mean step by step i could gain my strength back 
I had a proper diet, followed a you know uh, low carb and all those. I proper followed. Uh, I followed a proper diet and slowly I came back to almost the normal condition. Then I started my own placement company called Horizon Placements. That was in around the two thousand two thousand one ish time, and uh, that was a real you know eye opener for me as to what kind of a person I'll fit in in the industry and all those things. Uh, but uh, it was pretty challenging because during those times the demand was high and supply was less. And uh, whichever candidate, I, I, I somehow I'll get to that later. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So uh, I did that for almost six years. But even then, you know, I was doing the first level interviews for the candidates on my own. I used to give them written tests and you know take the interviews. So for that, I, I was working from home setup. And I had my interview room on the second floor. Mm. So going up every time, giving them papers, getting them to write things, and then coming back was quite a stress. But I didn't give up. I, I just don't give up. <laughs> so uh, I just went on. And after that, uh, the most beautiful thing happened in my life that I got married to my husband uh, Kiti Vasan, and uh, he he was actually our family friend. For quite some time, and uh, actually, my mom had given the you know, responsibility to look for a girl, a guy for me. Uh, so, <laughs> so he took the responsibility uh, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> my mom asked, "Why don't we ask Kirti itself? Is it okay for you?" I said, "If you are fine with him, mm. I'm I'm okay with him because I know him for almost eight years before my wedding. Mm. A very good family friend. He knew about my health conditions." And one more thing was uh, the doctors had told me I could not conceive, mm. I could not have babies. So then my mom one fine day uh, when I uh, she directly called him in the office and she said, uh, "Why don't you hear you, you yourself marry my daughter?" So he, he was taken aback. He was sitting in the office. He said, "Auntie, just give me some time. I'll think over it and uh, get back to you." Then he called back and said. Just for the formality, sake, you know, we see these horoscopes and all. Just to, you know, settle with his parents, you know, mm-hmm. just to uh, get their approval. He just took the and he himself matched it and he said it matches well and all. And then he he just informed his parents, you know, saying that he's getting married. He didn't even ask their approval, mm-hmm. and he didn't even talk that I cannot conceive because he said, you know, there are there is always a generation gap. He said mm-hmm. we. Take care of it when we come to that stage. Mm, so yeah. and with no, um, you know, bargains with nothing, he just, he married me. And till today, it's been nineteen twenty years. Today, this year, it's going to be the twentieth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he has uh, remained true to what he has told. Wow. And till today, I, I we'll know about him in the future uh, conversations. <laughs> Absolutely. So and that no, happened. Think, yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Nope. So after that, after that, uh, we had to travel to UK on his job and mainly to check if I had uh, any other options because for this time we have tension. The final stage is transplant. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. to be either single lung transplant or double heart, lungs and heart. So that is the only cure for this uh, problem. Mm-hmm. So we thought there might be, you know, uh, advanced uh, medical things for this uh, in the UK. So we travelled uh, 
So you came, we were there for about one and a half years, and uh, came back. And after that, uh, I started getting another uh, problem called uh, peripheral neuropathy, which is an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. This is where our own body starts fighting our own system. Mm-hmm. So it started affecting my nerves. So um, all my uh, peripheral nerves, that is, uh, uh, you know, nerves, uh, the nerves which gives us sensation. And basic motor like you know a joint functioning and other things, uh, those got started getting affected, and the only medicines for that was steroids. They started giving me steroids and immunosuppressants because of that my immunity uh, reduced, and because of the steroids it started affecting my heart very much. I started putting on weight and my there was fluid retention in my lungs, and I was absolutely not able to breathe. And it it was too much of a problem. Hmm. And I was not able to manage two diseases at the same time. So then we approached the doctors and they said, for this only the transplant is the only cure. So why don't you think about it? Then we went through the pros and cons. I didn't go through the cons because I go only with the pros. <laughs> so the cons was taken care of my family, not me. <laughs> so uh, we just... Uh, spoke about it and for that I have to be eligible for a transplant. We, mm-hmm. we go through an evaluation process where the doctors check the entire health condition and only if we are eligible for the transplant process, I can go, undergo the trans, uh, transplant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went through the evaluation process in 2017 the first time, uh, but that time I was fit enough. So they said, no, we have to postpone it a bit further because Transplant comes with its own uh, minuses. So, because after transplant, the uh, you know your um, life, uh, this one uh, expectancy comes down because of the so many challenges. Like we are on total immunosuppressants, and uh, that reduces the and many we take so many medicine, medicines that it might start affecting the other organs. So we had these things to take care of, but by 2019, uh, it had deteriorated further because when I did my six-minute walk test, uh, I knew that uh, I could not walk too much. And uh, my oxygen requirement went up to 13 liters per minute. Mm. So, And moreover, I had to be on oxygen whenever I was stressed. Mm. So I had two oxygen machines at home and one, uh, you know, a portable uh, oxygen, ox- oxygen uh, concentrator. And when we were traveling also, we used to take those concentrator everywhere. Mm. So this was the thing. So then finally we said, okay, let's go for the transplant. And we went ahead with the transplant in 2021, Feb 2nd. I completed two years of it. It's been a great life till now. <laughs> no, close to your positivity and uh, the resilience that you have demonstrated is unparalleled. Like nobody can match it and... Uh, and a special uh, kudos to your husband as well because it requires a lot of patience. And most and importantly, mom. as yeah, your home, uh, most importantly, yeah. their backing and their support uh, would have um, really helped you a lot. So on that note, other than this family system, right, what are the top three things that have contributed to your success so far? Top three things is attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, attitude, I just want to elaborate a bit. Yeah. It's not about positive attitude. It's about, you know, avoiding the negative. We tend to speak a lot about being positive and all those things, but we just cannot avoid 
negative thoughts. We are bombarded with uh, almost 100 negative thoughts. We have to come up with a positive thought. So it's like avoiding it and stopping it before it affects, gets into your core. So that's what I call attitude and um, resilience. Yes, as you said, uh, holding on to that and uh, don't give up thing. You know, I never give up. I always believe that there's a solution for everything. Uh, those three things. And the three main above all these things is divine grace, family support and amazing doctor's team behind me. Yeah. So these three things, yeah. It's super. Uh, and I loved every bit of it. And I think uh, you are a uh, you are someone who is uh, uh, great at inspiration and I think people worry about uh, tiny, tiny things and they get bogged down by small problems. But despite of having severe health yeah. conditions, you have battled them and you are standing tall here in front of us. And that gives me a lot of motivation and I'm sure it is going to motivate all the watchers and listeners of this episode, all the audience. So, I'm just five foot tall, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you said, you said uh, after you have pursued your education, you joined uh, Sony India Software Center, right? So, yeah. what motivated you to join that first job despite your health conditions and what was running on your mind at that time? My mother has been a single mother. I lost my dad at the age of uh, 14. Uh, so she has worked really hard and uh, put in so much of effort to get me educated. So I felt it was my duty, uh, you know, uh, give back to her. Of course, you can't settle mother's uh, love, but in my own ways. And moreover, if I had to fight over my uh, physical problems, I have to be strong mentally. It's always you're made up with what your mental, uh, you know, strength is. So uh, I just wanted to uh, go for a job, not only to earn money, I love being with people and to get, uh, basically be away from the thought that I'm unwell. Uh, so that was the one thing. And secondly, uh, those days software in enticing. Of course, even today it is, but it was new and uh, I was quite happy that uh, I was uh, able to get the job. Great. And it was a challenge for me because traveling so far, because mm-hmm. I did my entire schooling within two kilo, kilometers of my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. traveling 30 kilometers alone was quite challenging. And maybe that pulled me to the to accepting it. <laughs> and how was Bangalore traffic then? Like <laughs> Oh, I, it was divine. Don't tell me. What was traffic by then? I will ask you. <laughs> because those 30 kilometers from uh, Whitefield, we would uh, travel in about uh, 30 minutes, that's all. Oh, super. <laughs> 30 minutes in the morning, 7.30, morning 7.30, 30 minutes. Mm. And the evening around, we used to start at 6 o'clock. Mm. 6.45, we used to be at home. Yeah. So just imagine. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's a boon, if at all, it happens these days. Oh, but yes. unfortunately, things have changed. And for, for those of you who are not mm-hmm. aware of uh, Bangalore traffic, Bangalore is notorious mm-hmm. for slow-moving traffic and, uh, yeah. you know, it, at times it takes at least uh, an hour even to uh, e- even to uh, pass about 2 to 3 kilometers. So, that's how notorious uh, Bangalore traffic is. So, uh, for the global listeners and the global audience, in case if you haven't been to Bangalore, try once to witness the yes. <laughs> yeah. horrors you will, of traffic. You will reach your work. Yeah, you will reach. So, cut you down. 
If you reach your workplace, better by walk than by getting into the traffic. <laughs> true, 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 true. Okay, so let's um, move ahead. And uh, you, you mentioned about your placement company as well, and it was uh, on the second yeah. floor of your house, and it took. Uh, so it it was challenging for you, right, to yeah. take these stairs, and then still, you 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 still uh, worked hard. And uh, yeah. how did you navigate the challenges? And during those six years, are there any cha- any lessons that you have learned? Oh, definitely, lot of them. I I uh, understood that I shouldn't stretch beyond my limits. Mm-hmm. So whatever I was doing, I was doing it within my limits. I knew what was my strengths and weaknesses. so i started working on my strengths and uh, taking making the most of it i'm good at talking and good at interacting with people and i i used to you know devote my time for that more uh, more than you know on your climbing up stairs and all those stuff so i started uh, shifting my main office to the ground floor and i shifted only the uh, desk to the first floor and that used to be you know quite rare uh, i wouldn't uh, take everyone unless they are through with my first level of interview and secondly uh, i was not taking too many companies on my list i was getting uh, about 6 to 7 of them at one point and uh, so it was quite easy mm-hmm. so it was not many challenges at that okay got it yeah. and uh, you you briefly touched upon your uk trip like for a short time yeah. right so how did that experience shape your perspective and contribute to your personal and professional growth professionally i had to close my uh, you know company and move there mm-hmm. i could not work from there so i used that time to just gain skills uh, extra skills and uh, you know gain my uh, broaden my knowledge but apart from that i got to learn the local culture and how to deal with you know people from other countries and what is their level of thinking and how can we match and what are positives we can take from them many things you know we can take their discipline cleanliness all those things and we can maintain our own you know culture or we have so many things our own nature but take the most positive things from them so learned a lot and Uh, basically i got a lot of confidence in myself because i used to travel all myself uh, because my husband used to go to office and i would take the tube i would take the buses and i would just go ahead and explore places uh, with whatever limitations if i couldn't walk i would say you know it's uh, quite uh, uh, convenient there to sit in places so wherever i couldn't walk i would sit down and wherever i heard people talking indian language especially kannada i would just jump on to them and i start talking to them introduce to, uh, myself to them and i made so many friends there and still in touch with them so that way i earned almost 10 to 15 of them more than that actually mm-hmm. and apart from that we had a uh, lot of indian friends in our apartment so i that, that was really a stress busting period for some time uh, but then again we had our own challenges because uh, my husband uh, took a back seat there because of the cold weather he was affected by it. and uh, there the hospitals are so crowded and uh, it's free free hospitalization right and nhs mm. because of that you know his diagnosis was delayed and uh, as it was delayed he was uh, paralyzed below like uh, chest 
Oh he was like literally on the bed and a machine used to come lift him up and and we just didn't know what the problem was because there was no doctor so uh, look at him and uh, then after a lot of uh, fighting and all those things that the local doctor the who came to treat his uh, bed uh, his next bed saw him and said there's something wrong with this guy and then they started uh, uh, treating him and he was fine in 15 days but those five day uh, those 15 days was real horror for me because of course i had called my mom there but she couldn't handle because he, that was a new place and we were staying on the second floor but basically it was the third floor and uh, uh, what happened was that lift used to often break down mm. and you know how it is there is not like if you want some grocery you just run across the road and get it no it's uh, like we have to go to tesco or any other uh, uh, you know shop uh, mart and then get it and we have to get everything in bulk yeah so i had to carry about uh, almost 5 to 10 kgs of stuff mm-hmm. and with all my you know breathing problem and uh, i used to do that i don't where i got the strength that fighting that was pure you know divine grace i can tell you that strength um, we were in such bad condition that my ma- husband couldn't come out of the hospital and every day was like it was like will he come back to me or will he be able to speak to me and one fine day i spoke to him i couldn't understand what he was saying then i thought gone that was the day i ran to the hospital i saw that he was bloated up his face had become this big and his impact expects had uh, dilated like this and all those things then we found out that he got allergic to some medicine and the thing that had affected him and all those things uh, but then finally that settled down a bit and for almost 15 days i had to take care i had to we used to me and mom used to go every day to the hospital but they would not let us inside we were left there for only half an hour so we would sit on the pavement and just pray you know how what his condition because but when i spoke to the indian doctors they said it is tb because that weather usually causes tb in indians because of the cold weather and low sunlight so that's what i tell the indians in uk please take as much sunlight as you can when you're there and uh, take a lot of vitamin d supplements because that can uh, without sunlight you can get the uh, so that was the thing so 15 days we didn't know what was happening they did they could not diagnose it because for them uh, tb means pulmonary tb that is just tb and for him it was spine it affected his spine so then 15 days somehow we managed i managed to get all those grocery and all done and my friends helped me of course and then finally he was diagnosed he was started on the medicines then he was discharged back and uh, uh, that was second life for me actually yeah so after that so you actually taught me a lot of guts and courage to you know talk to people and fight where it is necessary and get things done yeah. so i guess after coming back i was affected by these nerves nerve condition and i think that was big a post traumatic disorder i think i was under so much of stress there i couldn't show it out i had to keep everything inside so after coming back to india it affected this way as an mm-hmm. autoimmune condition but it's okay it's all in the game hmm. i know every phase you have undergone itself is a challenge and uh, still you are smiling yeah. and that's yeah. that's uh, <laughs> speaks volumes about your uh, we, we always have a choice hmm. we always have a choice now we 
Yeah. We are given two roads. Where mm-hmm. I keep smiling and go ahead, or you keep crying, but still you go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's not that you won't go ahead. Yeah. So it's easier to take this route. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah makes sense and mm-hmm. i think everybody has to make a note of that and with that let me move to the next question again you have undergone yeah. heart and lung transplant heart and yeah. lung transplantation so which is a significant yeah. one so yeah. can you share your thought process around that time and emotions surrounding that yeah. decision and how it has yeah. impacted your life taking a decision was quite difficult mm-hmm. uh, but this is how we saw it because all the three of us like me my mom and my husband all the three of us were suffering because of my problems um i had two diseases to deal with so i was on a you know double edged sword if i treat my nerve condition it was affecting my heart if i treat my heart then it was affecting my nerves so it was like i couldn't cope up with both of them Mm-hmm. So we had to decide so i said i would get rid of one problem and then deal with the other one slowly so i don't mind that hmm. then we spoke to the doctors then uh, you know usually after the evaluation when the transplant is confirmed mm-hmm. uh, what happens is uh, they call you for a counseling session mm-hmm. and uh, they tell us uh, how it will be done and what is the process and all those things and then they come to the uh negatives like what can be the negative negatives of the you know when they started talking about it i said i'm disconnecting <laughs> i don't even want to think or listen to the negatives see our body is such that it will act like what our mind says mm-hmm. you keep talking negative you keep thinking negative each and every cell of yours will drive in that direction mm-hmm. okay the more positive the more um, Uh, good feedback you give to your mind and your mind that will give you a good feedback to your own system so all your organs will start working well that is what i always believe in my, believe in and um, when the doctor said uh, these are i said never mind let them i just zoomed out of that session like uh, i just went blank because that was not for me to hear one thing i knew if if it is successful i'll be here if i think it is not successful i'll be in a better place because i'll be rid of all these problems <laughs> so that was uh, the main thing and i would i definitely knew that if if it was a successful transplant i won't sit back i'll make the most of it and yeah. it is going to be a wonderful life ahead yeah so that was the main thing uh, main uh, mind which i went through for yeah. transplant that's awesome <laughs> and uh, throughout your journey you have encountered and overcome various obstacles including yeah. battling this uh, covid-19 twice so how all how all had these experiences shape your resilience and mindset i know you have become uh, so strong <laughs> yeah yeah uh, to inform you i was affected with covid twice mm. one before transplant and one after transplant in the first and the third wave uh, mm-hmm. yeah so um before that you know one thing uh, i would like to tell you is while getting wheeled into the transplant uh, theater the doctors uh, told me don't worry everyone i said you please you people don't worry i am fine with <laughs> my conditions i am happy to go in and uh, so what happened was the transplant got delayed because of covid i had to wait for almost one and a half years then we had to shift to chennai because uh, my transplant was done in apollo hospital mm. chennai 
So we shifted to Chennai and uh, we shifted in August uh, 2019 and 2020 March, everything closed down because of COVID. And uh, unfortunately for transplant and fortunately for others, uh, we need, uh, you know, brain dead people, people who have undergone accidents, mm. uh, uh, but who are, who are uh, medically uh, alive, but brain dead. That means uh, their heart, it's of no use. They cannot function any further. Yeah. So for those things, accidents had to take place. And because of shutdown, uh, lockdown, there were no traffic. So there was no accident. Mm. And so getting organs had become very difficult. Mm-hmm. So we had to wait for almost one and a half years. And uh, so that was one thing. And secondly, what happened was because of COVID, I can tell you it was an advantage to the transplant people because uh, COVID had certain protocols for people, right? Uh, Keeping a distance, wearing a mask, building up the hygiene. These are the exact protocols which we have to follow after transplant. Mm. We have to wear masks everywhere, keeping distance from people you know, avoiding uh, infections. So by the time I came out of the transplant, the entire world had got a lesson of how to be aware and, you know, stay healthy. So that was a kind of an advantage for me. And uh, I guess COVID uh, taught the whole world a lesson, not only me. Uh, It was a leveler. uh, And uh, it taught me rather humility and all those things. And I guess it taught everybody the same thing. And people had got used to, you know, uh, oximeters, the terms called oximeters, you know, oxygen mask and all those things. So uh, it was okay, but it was getting uh, difficult for us people because we were not getting cylinders. We were not getting, you know, oxygen supplies and all those things. Uh, But yes, we just uh, fed through well, pretty well. (laughs) Mm. Cool. Again, everything is a chapter in its own. I think. Uh, yeah. I, I I think you can <laughs> actually sign up for a movie because there is a lot to offer <laughs> yeah. from your side. Okay. Yeah. And during the. So as I said earlier, I think you need to sign up for a movie. There is <laughs> no better story than this. Okay. I I I think there is a lot to learn for everybody. Okay. And uh, Himlata, I'm loving every bit of this conversation. So I'm also curious to understand if you are involved in yeah. any other activities apart from your work and daily activities, like are yeah. you contributing to anything else? Yeah, uh, I also would like to mention after surgery, uh, within mm-hmm. eight months, I got another job as a you know a technical writer uh, at Abile Solutions in Bangalore. So it was a work from home mm-hmm. and I'm really thankful to my uh, company for giving me the opportunity you know, considering all my constraints. Mm, so I would like to thank him. And currently I'm working as a freelance uh, uh, technical writer come uh, uh, analyst mm-hmm. um, for uh, two companies. One is Abile and one is Abhi Technologies. Again, uh, another company where we are starting new portals. And mm-hmm. uh, the thing is, apart from these things, I try to contact uh, many people and uh, talk about organ donation awareness and apart from that uh, I am involved in two support groups one is a support group for uh, uh, pulmonary hypertension one is a support group for uh, heart and lung transplant uh, patients like post and pre those who are waiting for it and uh, we do go motivate uh, my husband and me we go and in person and motivate them 
and talk to them about uh, uh, the problems of uh, uh, advantages and disadvantages. We counsel them regarding the surgery and all those things. And we, this pulmonary hypertension India is a uh, well-established group uh, where uh, there are uh, almost 200 uh, patients. Actually, this we create awareness about this uh, pulmonary hypertension uh, throughout India. We have uh, Pan India also. And we have some patients from abroad in our uh, organization. And we regularly hold programs and we give presentations. And also, I volunteer for all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my video is gone off. Yeah. So, okay. we, I volunteer for all those things um, in my uh, past time. Uh, but I try to keep myself uh, very busy, you know. Because yeah. my nerve issues are quite bothering because uh, as you can see, I have some, it's not easy for me to speak yeah. and yeah. Uh, I don't have sensation in almost 70% of my body. Because, so yeah. I don't know where I'm sitting, where my hands are, where my eye, you know, face is. I tend to lose the food in my mouth because I don't have sensation yeah. and I keep biting my tongue. So there are a lot of difficult um, disadvantages of that, but I don't bother. I believe that um, you know, as I had told in the earlier interviews, Kema is the soul inside me, not the body. So I care a damn to whatever happens to this. I will live uh, till uh, I have to live. So let me not bother about anything. My motto is to inspire till I expire. <laughs> oh, superb. I don't have any words to say here. I am uh, totally, totally, totally inspired and uh, looking forward to many more interactions with you and uh, definitely I think I'm going to feature your story in the upcoming PGV Inspiring Lives uh, future volumes. Thank you sure. so much. Thank you. All right. So this has been inspirational conversation, but it's it, this has been inspirational conversation and it's time for us to add some spice to the episode. I'm going to yeah. kick off a quick rapid fire round, second one. Sure. And yeah. uh, all you have to do is answer Answer the interesting questions uh, crisply. Yeah. Okay, so if you're ready, yeah. let's get started. Mm-hmm. Here comes my first bullet. Uh, if you could have a superpower in general, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Knowledge. Skill. Knowledge oh. will help you deal with everything. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. what is the funniest or weirdest experience you have ever had in your life? Funniest was, if that will take more than one sentence, is it okay? And that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so I was telling you, like, my mother was looking for a groom for me and all those things. That time, uh, I had almost finalized with the guy. But when I told him that uh, uh, I had this problem, and I could, he, he refused me. And uh, he was, uh, he, uh, the coincidence was he was working in the same company as my husband, yeah. my future husband, rather, <laughs> that time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so after uh, talking to that guy, within about three months, now, our marriage was settled. And I called him, he called me to say that even his marriage got uh, settled. I tend to get very friendly with these people. So, he called me up and told uh, my marriage is settled. Even my marriage is settled. So, and when he had come to see me, I asked about Katie Vasan. He said, yeah, yeah, I know him. He's a good friend of mine. Then he said, oh, he was quite surprised. He said, yeah, your marriage is settled. But who is your guy? I said, Katie Vasan. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. And um, uh, can you describe yourself in just one word? Deed. Stubborn. I don't give up. 
<laughs> I can see that. And uh, if you yeah. could add a funny or unconventional rule to the workplace, what would it be? Yeah. Uh, unconventional rule would be, you know, keep one um, leg massaging machine at each portal, you know, at each uh, point. Because these days, men, people, they don't move out of their place yeah. and sit in front of the system all the time, yeah. whether it is at home or in office. Yeah. Which has become very unhealthy as you <laughs> see. So better you keep one uh, at least if your cock muscles are uh, you know exercised a bit or at least some you know uh, thorns or something every half an hour they should be uh, alerted that you better get up and walk. <laughs> I would need, add need, need of the hour and good one. Yeah. Okay. And what is the most hilarious comment you have ever received or given to someone? Comment, I can't say, but when, uh, well, I don't know, when people used to ask me, what is your problem? I said, I have some problem with my plumbing and now there is a problem with my electricity. Uh, (laughs) I I didn't want to explain in detail what was wrong Mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, uh, plenty of hilarious uh, things. Mm -hmm. I can't think of it currently right now. Got it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. There are many, many, many things in life. So. Okay. And here comes, not okay. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, here comes the last one for rapid fire. What would be an electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself, Hema? I would like to invent a gadget which, you know, absorbs all the radiation coming from all our electronic devices, mm. electronic devices before it reaches us. You know, okay. absorb everything. I don't know if there is one already. Mm. Uh, the mm-hmm. only thing I can think of is jammer, but that will jam even the, you know, uh, services. So, not that one device which can absorb all the radiation uh, yeah. before it reaches people. Yeah. Not only people, the environment. Nice. Yeah. That, that, that also is an important thing. Okay. It's a must-have. Okay. In, if, if at all you want to conserve Earth for another yeah. <laughs> few thousands of lakhs of years. Good one. And that was a great rapid fire. Let's flip back to the mainstream. It's yeah. not about conserving Earth. Conserving ours is because yeah. it is about, you know, surviving, I mean, conserving our own future generations. Yeah. Indeed. So we have Indeed, to yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. let's, let's flip back to the mainstream. And uh, what yeah. advice would you give to individuals facing their own adversities and setbacks? And how can they cultivate resilience and maintain a positive yeah. outlook? Yeah. Uh, three things I would tell is first thing is mm, three main things. If they come across a hurdle, mm-hmm. or if you if they feel they are cornered in life, that that's not the end. What do you do when you reach a corner? You do you just sit there, relax, and think it over, and take a U-turn, come back, come back with a bang in life. Life can be challenging sometimes, but that's not the reason to give up. Yeah. Uh, secondly, respect your body and mind and respect your yourself. Because if you respect yourself, you respect your creator. The God has created you for a purpose. So don't just, just allow your life to go waste. And stop sympathizing yourself. No sympathies. Yeah, you when you feel bad, cry for a while, just take it out for some time, but don't keep uh, dwelling into it, come out of it. All of us need a you know uh, time to just let go of things and or burst out and remove it, remove it, and then just jump into the mainstream 
thinking that there's nothing to stop you over. You are the master of your own world. Mm-hmm. So have a, a strong mind. Don't give up. Be fearless. Don't ever fear anything. You know mm-hmm. that is uh, the that is the secret of uh, facing life. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm supercharged, and thank you so much. With that, uh, let yeah. me ask you the last question <laughs> again. It's yeah. more like a feedback. How is how is it being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform? How has been your experience? Uh, amazing! It was like uh, the experience I had in Goa. I had I went parasailing after the surgery, and mm-hmm. it was a different high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that way, it was quite exciting, quite a smooth flow, and uh, lovely. It was yeah. wonderful talking to you. Never felt the pressure. <laughs> mm, yeah, and uh, I felt pressure by looking at your positivity. I think uh, now. It yeah. is going to impact all of us who have uh, tuned into this episode positively. So thank you so much for spreading such a positive message, and thank you for uh, everything that you have shared in today's conversation so openly and candidly. Thanks for your time and all the insights. Really appreciate you joining us, and I would like to thank uh, Kavita once again for presenting such a wonderful, wonderful speaker. Thank you so much, Navin. And uh, today being the occasion uh, for Doctors' Day. I thank all my life givers yeah. the best uh, day of life and uh, may they continue to do their amazing work and save the world. Yeah. And thank you so much. And yeah. you please continue to do this lifelong and bring all the positive uh, stories to the world. It really needs it. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, pleasure to host you. Thank you so yeah, much once you. again, Hemlata. And thank uh, you so much. Yeah. So friends, that was our episode with uh, Hemlata Rao. And I'm sure all of you got super inspired by the conversation. And before we move into the trivia section, here's a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from please subscribe from wherever you have tuned in from. Also, if you have loved the episode and found the conversation useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now Let's hop into the trivia segment. So today we had wonderful conversation and also Hema's personal experience of organ transplantation. And organ transplantation is not that easy. And there are min- numerous challenges associated with that. So I would like to share a few facts around organ transplantation. Here comes the first one. More than 139,000 organ transplants have been performed worldwide in 2019 alone. And the count is growing. And as of 2021, uh, there are over 112,000 people waiting for organ transplants in the United States itself. In the United States, a single organ donor can save up to eight lives by by donating organs like the heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, pancreas, and also intestines. And if you take a look at the history, the first successful human Kidney transplant took place in 1954 and which was performed by Dr. Joseph Murray and his team at the Brigham Hospital in Boston. And according to the World Health Organization, 90% of organ transplants are performed worldwide are kidney transplants. So on this note, I would like to urge each of these, uh, each of the viewers and audience to sign up as an organ donor because uh, we can choose to live even, off our, even after our death by donating our organs. 
So that's all for today, folks. And thank you so much for tuning in. And do not forget to share your topic recommendations and also guest speaker suggestions either through social media or you can email me at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com. I'm your host, Namin Samala, a fellow IT professional, a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through the conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Until next time, bye-bye. See you all in the next episode with another inspiring personality. Take care.